Use your MasterCard to witness history at Rugby World Cup 2011. MasterCard.com.au Touch judges already inside of studio. Players are lined up, microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Qantas Wallabies. One team, 2011. Test tickets on sale now at Ticketech.com. The Ruck. And coming up the blind side, Tony Grubber Kick Squires. Famous for the Grubber Kick, apparently. Good morning and welcome to The Ruck. Look, I'm going to make Tim Horan very happy. I'm going to start right from the very go, from the get-go, with some scores. Matt Burke, good morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Tim. Morning, boys. Yes. Feel good, doesn't uh... it? Get some scores out very early on. For yeah. those who don't want to hear, drive in their car, close your eyes, cover your ears. Yeah, well, if you're driving the car, probably don't close your eyes. Not a, not a good tip if you're driving. Um, I'm doing this for a specific reason, because I want to get at you, Matt Burke, after I go through these scores. The Please. Force, of course, beat the, the Highlanders 21-14. Uh, we'll get to that game uh, shortly. The Stormers 40 over the Rebels 3. Real poor performance here from the Rebels. The Bulls, 23, beat the Waratahs, 17. The Hurricanes, 38, over the Lions, 27. The Chiefs, that's an upset, 16, beat the Blues, the top of the table, Blues. Uh, 11, Brumbies, 22, over the Reds, 14. Tim Horan, a little bit of a tear in his eye. And the Sharks, <laughs> overnight, 23, beat the Cheetahs, 18. Now, look, I know I've done those scores. I'm looking at the tipping in uh, a, a local newspaper, Matt Burke. I'm just seeing where your position there's where, where, where am I? Well, there are 10 tips, uh, alleged tipsters. Uh, Sally Lone is leading with 70. You're coming second last on 52. Mm-hmm. I haven't calculated this week's yet. I know you, you noticed you did tip the Brumbies, which is very brave. Can I have a look who I tipped this week as to whom I tipped? Yeah, you tipped the Force. Yes. You tipped the Stormers. You tipped the Waratahs. Tick, tick, cross. Cross. The Hurricanes. Tick. The Blues, cross. Yeah. The Brumbies, tick. And the Cheetahs. Yeah. Big call, the Brumbies. Yeah, very big call, the Brumbies. Well, have, you, have you started playing kind of ta- uh, catch-up tipping? Catch-up catch rugby, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm surprised. Uh, I, I actually thought I would have gone for the Chiefs. It helps when you actually email your tips in. Um, so uh-huh. I, who's doing those tips for me? I don't know. So you're saying that you, the reason that you are... Oh, so you're are, not doing them yourself? Yeah, Tim. Is that what you're saying? I've, mi- I've missed my tips this week, yes. I didn't email in, so whoever whoever's putting my tips in... And nobody I, gave you a call? No. Because you're, so, you're floundering get... so badly. The only person you're beating is Peter Fitzsimons. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm, all I'm, actually, I'm, not, I'm happy I'm not wearing a bandana. That's, that's the only thing. Timmy Horan, are you involved in any tipping competitions? I am, yes, but I haven't put any tips in uh, so far, so I think I'm on the bottom of the table in my uh, lo- local uh, tipping comp. But, um, yeah, it was a pretty good round, wasn't it? Some some upsets, although obviously the Western Force, that was a great win uh, over in New Zealand, Dunedin, and then obviously the Reds getting knocked off by the Brumbies. So the Brumbies were sensational last night at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah, really hard. It's such a bizarre thing to see a team that hasn't been hard at it and hasn't been incredibly you know strong defensively mm. suddenly turn up as they did last night. We'll get to that next. In fact, next, I'm going to show, what did Matt Gitto say before kicking <laughs> That last minute penalty next on The Ruck. You want rugby? Listen to The Ruck. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Suncorp Stadium wasn't uh, full as it was last week for the Crusaders game, and I guess that was a team coming off such a high intense game as last week's. Uh, They're leading the competition, they're playing a team where they're expected to roll. The Brumbies turn up in Brisbane last night and they actually turn up Tim Horn. 
Oh, they did. The Brumbies were fantastic. They were seven dollars in a two-horse race um, before the match started, but they had some. But they had a pretty good four-pack. You know, Stephen Moore, who used to play for the Queensland Reds about three years ago, who moved to the Brumbies. Mitchell Chapman as well. Mark Chisholm. They were still missing Rocky Elson and Stephen Halls, but Matt Giddo was captain. He was fantastic, and they really put it to the Reds. And the Reds looked a bit lethargic, but that's because the defence and the pressure and the homework that the Brumbies did on the Reds. What about, uh, I'll put it to you, Timmy, what about knowing that the Waratahs lost uh, on the Friday night uh, in the game up in, um, uh, Pretoria. in Pretoria? They knew then. now they're safe. They win the conference. The, 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 the Waratahs can't score any more points, as in points to, to overcome them. So was it a case of knowing their fate and saying, hey, we're, we're in the Super, Super 15 finals or the Super Rugby finals? Well, I think you and Mackenzie said during the week it was, it was going to be difficult to get the guys up for the game because it was such a, it was a two-week lead-in to the Crusaders match because they had a bye and then yeah. they played the Crusaders. It was, you know, 50,000 people at Suncorp. Such a big build-up, such a big high. And mentally, Burke, as you know, in sport, it's difficult to get up every week, week in, week out. So they, the Reds have only lost two games. This is their third. And this could be a crucial loss because for the Reds to be any chance whatsoever to win this Super Rugby competition, they have to have a home semi-final yeah. and they have to have a home final. Otherwise, if they travel, I think they'll struggle. Mind you, though, this Brumbies outfit, it's, it's not that bad, though. No. When you look across the, the, the board there as to the players as, as to whom they've got, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's just they haven't been clicking. Last well, night, they clicked. What's well, the genius of Tony Ray, the super coach, obviously. <laughs> He's had a few cracks in them over the past few weeks about their commitment, and suddenly they're like, oh, Tony, you're right, we'll have a go. Yeah, I mean, off, off the field, there's been, you know, a lot of discussion about have they got the right fit? You know, players are arguing off the field, and that tends to happen when you start losing games. You know, Rocky Elson, the Wallaby captain, not playing. Stephen Hall's the normal uh, Brumby captain, not playing. So Giddo's been captain, but there's been some, been some trouble on and off the field for the players. Giddo has been captain. He certainly was captain last night, and it was something he uh, made known to the players around him. Interesting towards the end. Now, look, I, I, I want to get your take on this. The Brumbies, uh, we're going to win the game. They get a penalty as the siren goes. Basically, they can boot the ball out and the game's over, or they can take the, the three points. If they decide to take the three points, one of the, uh, I guess, side issues will be that the Reds don't pick up their bonus point for being with inside that margin. Mm. So, uh, very interesting little decision went on. I want you to listen closely to uh, this piece of audio. It's, it's, it's a little bit difficult because it's from the, from the field, but you will hear Matt Gitto, uh, it's, and, the, and the beep isn't his, he actually said a word, uh, <laughs> talking to Stephen Moore about the decision and who should make the decision. No, you've said, you've said, <laughs> hey, you've said shot, you're hey. a so I think he said shut up, I'm the captain. Yeah. He wanted to take the the three points, which of course did rob them of the uh, the bonus point. The Reds, Timmy, was that the reasoning? What, what's your theory? Yeah, you can see it. Uh, you know, we were commentating on Fox Sports last night. They Stephen Moore rushed over to grab the ball and just said, "Kick it into touch." And Matt Gitto said, "No, I'm going to take three points. I'm the captain. Don't boss me around." The same thing happened about three or four weeks ago over in Perth when they played the Western Force when they drew. I think it was fourteen all, and Matt Gitto just wanted to put the ball out and. Um, that's what happens when, I mean, intensity in the game sort of creates different opportunities. And, and Matt Giddo, he just wanted to take the three points. Uh, it wasn't about Stephen Moore saying, I used to play for Queensland. There's some of my mates there three years ago. That's let them have the bonus point. It was it was just frustration, and they just wanted to finish the game. So, so excited. I think also he, he was hitting the ball well last night. So it was a case of, and I could see a point to me, if it hits the post, they go, you know, 90 and, and, uh, and make, yeah. make amends. Do you remember a couple of years ago, uh, Australia played England in Brisbane and uh, game had finished and it was 48 to not many to, to Australia. And, and Australia had been on the back end of some England defeats. And Griggs, I think, said to, uh, I think it was Roffey at the time, said, mate, let's go for three and put 50 on them. Let's, let's ha- have a good, how good would that look in the scorebook? Be 51, yeah. England not many. 
So there are ulterior motives sometimes to, uh, to knock that goal over the end. Is there no, not a problem, though, uh, from the outsider's point of view? Why shouldn't the Brumbies have done the Reds a favour? Why shouldn't we have won the game? Why shouldn't they know that we're all Australian teams here? Why don't we kick the ball out? They get the bonus point. You know, they go further. It's not going to affect us mm. in the overall scheme of things. Mm. Is that not how players' minds work, Timmy? Well, at the time, I thought, good decision, Matt Guido, take the three points. You've got to be ruthless. Um, you know, the, the Brumbies have never been defeated at Suncorp Stadium against the Reds. So um, last time the, the two sides played in Canberra in round three, um, the, Brumbies, the Brumbies put four tries to one against the Reds. So um, it was an interesting decision. But then you look back at a couple of minutes after the game, I thought, well, maybe Matt Guido, they'd won the game. They didn't need a bonus point, uh, or, you know, but they go, OK, well, let's deny the Reds a bonus point. I would have thought, after the game, maybe they should have kicked it in touch and thought, OK, let's let the Reds keep going. But the Reds have got two more games left. And just quickly, Digby Uwani, who was was shocking, knocked out there, and he looked like he was out cold as he was taken off. They had Oxford. Oh, he was. Itavaya will be, uh, I think, I'm pretty sure he's sided for that, so he will be uh, up against the judiciary probably uh, as we speak. Uh, Digby looked like he ducked into it a little bit, but uh, he went straight, straight off the field, straight to hospital. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Timmy Horan, will you be involved? The World Cup, of course, coming up uh, in just a couple of months. Can't wait. In New Zealand, uh, commentary style. You're doing a genius job this year. Are uh, you involved? You're going across there to do that? Yeah, going across for a, uh, a few weeks. So mm. Fox Sports will be covering every single game uh, live. So, yeah, it's amazing. So it, it is live. So that's the um, the hardest thing about commentary. You can't slip up. Do you have any heroes <laughs> in that slip-up department, uh, Timmy? Because I do. Uh, there's a man, and I, I just I, I didn't realise. I was reading Greg Groudon's column uh, the weekend uh, on Friday. And Murray, the great Murray Mexted, who hasn't been involved in the Super Rugby coverage, but will apparently be back for this year's World Cup. The fans now, have called for him? They've called for him. Yeah. You know, it's like the Dennis Cometti, uh, I guess. Yes. Although he's have seemed more deliberate what he says uh, than what Murray <laughs> Mexted says. Um, the, according to Grady, the mail is that Mexted, in recent times, as we said, hasn't been involved in New Zealand commentary. will do all non-all-black games um, in the World Cup. And I'll just go, I'm going to read you a couple, and then we'll hear from the great man himself. Mm. Uh, some of the great lines that he has come up with over the years, such as Andy Ellis, the 21-year-old who turned 22 a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> just brilliant piece of work. The other one, which is I think all commentators could use at some point, either side could win or it could be a draw. See, that's it's just straight up now. We, we must we must let our listeners know. For mm. those who don't know, yes. great great All Black number eight, Murray Mexted. So mm. he's a Ford. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which could explain this quote. Strangely, in the slow motion replay, the ball seemed to hang in the air even longer. <laughs> <laughs> so, having read some of those, I, of course, went straight to the source mm. to see if we could find some other great Mexted-isms. Here's just a couple. This loose forward battle is going to be a classic because, as you as you know, I've been pumping Marty Leslie for a couple of years. I don't think he really has the expansive ability to get wide and support that open side flanker, so it's very easy to be exposed as an open side if you don't have your mate up your backside. Oh, you can't say <laughs> that. Thing is Gibson has come inside Merton so often throughout this year with great success. Paul Tito looked like a blind man in a brothel just left groping. It's, it's wonderful work. Wonderful that's, work. Probably, that's probably why he hasn't commented for the last year or so. <laughs> it is indeed. Murray Mexted will be back behind the mi- microphone come World Cup time. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011.
This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. And let's get to that Bulls-Waratahs game. Chris Hickey, not a happy man. Mm. The red carding, the red carding of uh, Pat O'Connor, he said, did affect the game and perhaps not deserve, Matty. It, it's interesting now, now, Tony. I think we have to spread the rules now. We, you know, we can we can adjudicate on on tries, but mm-hmm. then we can't adjudicate on a on a position that, you know, the play moved on. It didn't seem anything you know too bad at the time. The mm-hmm. play moved fifty meters downfield, and they came back. And but the the, the way it happened though, you know, when the, the guy came in from the sideline, Pro Legote, I think yeah. he's, he's mm-hmm. the, the assistant touch judge yeah. or referee, I should say. And when he came in and he said, uh, you know, it, it was a headbutt, yeah, headbutt. <laughs> And he said, are you sure it was a headbutt? And he said, because it's a red card, the referee. And he said, well, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, um, 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 yeah, uh, yes, I'm nearly sure. Nearly a headbutt. It was like, mate, what's but, going but those on? De- those decisions can change the game, though, and, and no did doubt. change the game. So, Paddock, and I don't know why in, in, in rugby they don't give more yellow cards and then reassess it at the judiciary on the, on the Sunday or the Monday because it does affect the whole scope of the game. Well, we saw with Digby Uoni, that would have been, I guess, you know, why wasn't that a red card if this one was? Yeah, it, sure. It seems an odd thing. Uh, the consistency, I guess, is what uh, is always looking at. So for the Tars, that was a tough loss there, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was indeed. Spot. I think I think more so last week was was probably worse for them. Yeah. They were in a position to win the game, yep. and uh, and they and they didn't play smart in the last couple of minutes. They were, I thought they played really well the other night. They ran the ball. Curly Beal was outstanding. He was the he was the one making breaks. Wasn't you know, he great? He was fantastic. Left, right, and centre. He was kicking goals, and he was the only guy getting them forward, basically. But um, Berkey, still still a few injury concerns for the Waratahs are going forward. I mean, Kane Douglas, he's been suspended now for two weeks as well. Yep. So there's there's problems both on and off the field for the Waratahs. But two two home games coming up. Yeah, exactly right. Two home games coming up, and and the, the way it works out, the draw, uh, Sharks who are now in sixth position, I think it is. Uh, Bulls are in fifth. Sharks play the Lions, the Bulls. The Bulls play the Storm with the Sharks. Waratahs come back play Highlanders, Brumbies, and Highlanders play the Tars and the Blues. So it's that that six, five six spot is so um, there's so much riding on it. In the next yeah. couple of weeks, there's still plenty to play for for all teams. And that's the good thing about this Super Rugby competition. Now, compared to Super 14 of last year, when there's only a top four, mm. it allows so many other chances and so many other teams still have an opportunity to get into that top six. Even if you don't have the opportunity to get in there, uh, worth playing for the Force and the Highlanders on Friday night. That They played really well, the Force. David Smith, that second try, uh, and the way he went over the try line, that, that ball in that. one hand, still it, kind of the plane uh, effect, arms uh, straight out. Most in, in my day, when I was a kid, your coach would absolutely have a crack at you. Oh, wouldn't you, they? Yeah, you know, yeah. But there he goes. And of course, here it's just brilliant. It's entertainment. It was wonderful. Keep that. Till, keep that till afterwards. Keep your yes. post try celebration. Not, <laughs> not pre. Exactly right. <laughs> keep it post. You understand what post means, mate? Not pre. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, they were fantastic, were they? But Jane Stannard playing at number ten for the the force and and Richard Grant. There's been no James O'Connor as well. James O'Connor didn't make the plane to go over there. He had some, uh, you know, a couple of uh, injury concerns. So for the Western Force, they will really take it to the. Red Reds on, uh, on Saturday night mm. over in Perth. So they'll host the Reds, and that'll be a cracking game. But as you go back on that point before, when you're playing your mates, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to give them anything. I mean, the force are not going to give Queensland any yeah. any scope or leeway to say, hey, well, you, know, you, you guys can lock in this you know, top spot of the, of the Super 15 or Super Rugby. Um, they'll be going their hardest to try and knock them over. And will the Brumbies in two weeks' time against the Waratahs?
Just want to throw a random quote at you. At you. Uh, the idea of when you know you've made it as a football player, or I guess as a, any kind of um, star, Wallaby, the, Adam Ashley Cooper. <clears throat> I love this quote from his father. We saw his name on the inside of a beer bottle top. You know how they have the little <laughs> trivia things. Yes. And he said yes. in the quote, the old man's never been prouder. He's still got the bottle top at home. And he always says to me, you know, you've made it when you're on the bottom of a Tui's new bottle cap, <laughs> which is absolutely brilliant. It is brilliant. Mm, I, I, did, I've you... been the other way. I've been the uh, know when, you, when you're gone. I, we did a coaching clinic. I was a couple of years ago now, and uh, and I was sort of tagged on. There was a few of the Wallaby boys there as well, and they're all you know excited about seeing these young you know young heroes come around. And then I've sort of waddled, waddled up there, and, and this bloke, a little Kiwi fellow, and he goes, "Oh man, you're Matt Burke, bro! Fantastic!" He said, "How good's that?" I said, "I was sort of you know my chest sort of came out of it. I grew, I grew yeah. a couple of uh, inches hang, hang taller." Hang on, yeah. And then he got, and then he said to me, "Man, my mum loves you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> you want rugby? Listen to the Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday Rugby Show. I saw a photograph. We talked earlier about Kurtley Beale and, and the mm. form he was in uh, this weekend. His kicking is also terrific. Now, it was a photograph of uh, somebody described uh, Matt Burke and you being a kicker as one of the kind of guru kicking coaches. And as somebody who in the old days used to run up with and kick a leather ball at a point, toe poke. Uh, <laughs> steel to, caps? Yes, steel caps, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Ankle high boots. Uh, <laughs> it seems really weird that how technical this appears to be. It's like a golf swing. It's an, uh, amazing because the pictures of him with his arm obviously positioned at the exact point uh, to do the kick. Now, for, for those uh, you know, partners at home, it doesn't seem like it should be so technical, but now you see the style of kickers and the, 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 I guess the, the routine that they go through mm. before they kick, it does seem incredibly technical. I think what they're trying to do is keep it constant. You know, it's... Um, you know, as they talk about, you know, walking up Augusta at 18, you've got a, you know, seven iron in or something, just make the same swing. And, and if you can do, if you can reproduce that same swing, it's the same with your, with your kick, it'll be constant. Um, and so Kirtley's done a lot of work, uh, you know, the last couple of years. And then Bram Van Straten is the South African guy who's, who's doing the coaching for the Wallaby level. Okay. I think they did a bit of a, 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 a refresher session, but you're right. Sometimes it can be just a little bit too technical. You know, you, it's a case of, sometimes hit the ball well, it sounds good, so it, it'll go through the post. So, but you're right, though. It's about, about doing the right thing. The South Africans are a little bit funny, though. So we, have, we had a fellow called Tian Strauss, you know, yes. and, and they, can, they can manufacture something out of, out of nothing. Tian used to love playing golf. and he would... Ju- Julian and National Tian Strauss, both for the Springboks and for the Wallabies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Played down at Cronulla Sharkies. And, yep. um, and uh, you know, he would, he would put one off the tee, and, and, and they, they always can find a positive, you know. And, and I said, Tim, mate, that's, that's a bit tough from out there. And he goes, you know, it might have sliced it out in the bushes. He goes, no, Teddy, you can come in from there. It's okay. <laughs> and he goes, drop the next one into the bunker. He goes, no, no, I wanted to lay up on that one. It's like, mate, you've chopped <laughs> and chopped. They can find something out of it. You're behind the gum trees. Oh, it opens it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want you to um, decipher this for me, Tim Horham. Uh, this is the Melbourne Rebels assistant coach, Damien Hill. Now, talking about Danny Cipriani, who's been a big story all year because of not just what he's done on the field, but more so what's happened off the field and not really playing enough footy. It's been a story not just in Australia, but in the UK where he uh, hails from. Uh, now, Damien Hill on whether Danny Cipriani would play this mm. week. And the quote is, the administration is in talks with Danny's management at the moment regarding his availability for this week. Call me old-fashioned. Didn't the coach talk to the player directly and say, you're in or you're out? Isn't that how it happened? Oh, it's terrible. It's disgraceful that the Rebels do that. Like The, the Rebels were terrible on Friday night. I, I actually uh, I, I put a bit of money, my hard earned on the Rebels. They were $6.50. I thought, oh, they could move the Stormers, but the Stormers were brilliant. Um, did the moths before, come out of the wallet then, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. A couple, <laughs> couple of $1 notes came out. <laughs> 
But we actually interviewed Rod, Rod McQueen uh, after the game. Rod McQueen, the great Wallaby coach uh, of 99 World Cup and, and so forth, and he now coaches the Rebels, of course. And, and, and Rod Kafer said to Rod McQueen, Rod, what about Dan, Danny Cipriani? For those people who don't know, he's been out for three weeks for a couple of misdemeanors, hasn't turned up to a few training sessions, and said, is he available for next week? Are you going to pick him for next week? Because they're lacking direction at number 10, the Rebels. Mm. And Rod McQueen said, well, it just depends if he's available. If, he, if he's available, we'll select him. And I, I thought, well... What do you mean if he's available? Go and talk to the kid. You don't yeah. have to talk to his management. Go and mm. talk to him. Get him back in the team. And actually, that, that's, he's only 23 as well, Danny Cipriani. So he's still a young kid. It's like he's Charlie Sheen. I mean, <laughs> it's just so bizarre. Talk to the, the agent. Talk to the agent. Talk, talk to, the to agent. his mum. Talk to his dad. You know, like, just make sure he's right to go. Just talk to the kid. Sterling Mortlock did look very disappointed after that game, didn't he, in the, in the post-game press conference, talking about that they'd put a lot of things in place off the field to improve their performance. And that game this week was one where just nothing transferred to the, the playing paddock. You get that, uh, though, don't you, Jimmy? Like, you know, in, in games where you can have the, the best week of preparation, think, oh, I'm, we're just going to blow this off the field. You know? And mm-hmm. you get there, and all of a sudden, you've you, you got to remember that the other team have done the same thing in preparation. They want to put their game plan on, on you and, 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 uh, and impart their physicality and the rest of it, and they just got absolutely bashed on the weekend. Oh, the, the Stormers were fantastic. They're going to be very, very hard to beat the Stormers. If they finish on top, that have to be favourites for this Super Rugby competition. Skulk Berger and his team are, are very, very hard to beat. Defensively, they've let the least amount of tries in in the competition. Mm. You want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. We've made our way through all of the Super Rugby franchises. I've gone off a little bit early with my song here. You know who the Bulls are, you know who the Cheetahs are and where they're from. Where are they from, Berkey? They're from Bluefontein. Thank you very much. The service continues <laughs> with the World Cup just a couple of months ago. Let's focus on some of the lesser-known countries who'll be running around in New Zealand. We begin with the mighty nation of Georgia. Wow. No, not Georgia in the United States, Berkey. So Midnight Train to Georgia and Georgia on my mind were not written about this place. <laughs> Let's get that clear from the off. Now, this is the Georgia at the crossroads of West Asia and Eastern Europe, plonked beautifully on the Black Sea between Russia and Turkey. Where else in the world would you rather be? Between Russia and Turkey. The only song about this Georgia you need to know is its national anthem. <laughs> Tim, isn't it? Gee, you can imagine 22 145kg blokes hugging each other <laughs> singing that song in tears, couldn't you? They're big men, aren't they? Oh, Rank- the, halfback, the halfback's 105kg. That's <laughs> weightlifter. Ranked 14 in the world, Georgia and its capital, Tbilisi, await you. Old Tbilisi is known for its distinctive balconies of various colours. Nice. Isn't that good? How could you not want to go there? Georgia, ranked number 14 in the pool with Scotland, England, I think Romania. How will they go, Berkey? Well, i tell you what, if it's anything, if you take the national anthem, it'd be like a bit of Rocky Four about it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. you, know, like, and, you wonder where the guys are going to train if they, if they do. They'd be up the side of the mountain. But it, look, I think when, when, when the Georgia played Russia, I think it was at the SFS in yep. 2003, Three, in 2003, yes, yeah. Uh, they got a massive crowd there. And as you said, Timmy, it was just the world's biggest pack against each other. It was massive. They're massive, aren't they? I tell you what, I don't want to be commentating on Romania versus Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine trying to get those names right. Yeah. How lucky. good are we going? Yeah. <laughs> I-, I think Murray Mexted has got that going. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you want rugby? Listen to The Rock. Want to witness history? Use your MasterCard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show. Beautiful day, and it is in Sydney. What's it like in Brisbane, Tim? 
Oh, it's beautiful up Is here. it? Yeah. It uh, never rains. What tops of what do you 20, think today? 22, maybe? 20, 22 and a half today. 22 and a half? Wow. So a half, meteorologist. Half's important. Right, okay. <laughs> will you be getting out and amongst it today? What will you be up to? I am, yes. I'll be um, actually doing some homework with the kids today. They've got exams coming up, so I'm not sure if I can help them that much, though. No, exactly. <laughs> well, you've got a 14-year-old boy, haven't you? Yes. Yeah, you've got no hope of helping him. No, no chance whatsoever. <laughs> Hey, Berkey, just a question without notice. I know mm. you, you have uh, shoes on without socks. Do yes, they get whiffy after a while? Yeah, they do. But, mm. um, mate, there's nothing like a, a hot cycle doesn't fix them up. Just chuck them in the wash, put them outside, and thanks for coming. You put your shoes in the washing machine? They're the, they're the cloth ones. Yeah, happy, happy days. Did, happy, does your missus know you're putting your shoes in with a washing machine? She puts them in. <laughs> really? Because they do get a bit yeah, that's right. on the nose. What's that? <laughs> but it, it, well, in Queensland, you don't have to wash your thongs. You just <laughs> exactly. <outside> on the <laughs> exactly. Speaking of on the nose, I don't know if either of you have taken much uh, heed to a terrific sporting encounter that's happening in New Zealand this mm. afternoon. Uh, it's not the Crusaders, but as a member of the Crusaders, one Sonny Bill Williams is having a heavyweight fight uh, against uh, a man who's not... Luave, his last name is. Yeah. Uh, he's, what, 43 years old, I think, at last count. I about know, 145 kg. He is 145 <laughs> kg. Timmy, I saw some... There was some vision of him during the week uh, in, in a, a recent fight. And it's like watching, because he's bald and very, very large. <laughs> he, he was getting hit, and he got hit in the stomach. And honestly, parts of it were still wobbling six weeks later. He <laughs> looks like a giant mozzarella in shiny pants. A uh, Hollywood <laughs> Simpson episode, yeah, when he takes the right. cannonball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's a, he's, a, he's a gospel singer. He's, uh, yeah. Isn't it funny, through the week, though, the last couple of days, been spoken about? I mean, this is the concern. The only concern for the Crusaders, the Canterbury Crusaders going into the, the final series in a couple of weeks' time is if Sonny Bill Williams is injured in this fight. So I don't think the only way he's going to be injured when he knocks this bloke out and he falls on top of him. But well, he's, well, the bloke's he's, on workers' comp, isn't he? Yeah, New, <laughs> New Zealand workers' comp for a bad elbow. Yeah. So And he's going into a title fight. And he's, I think he's getting about 6000 New Zealand dollars, which the way that it, that probably uh, FX at the moment equivalents to about 1000 Australian dollars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, the good news for uh, um, Sonny Bill is he's giving 100000 of his uh, purse to the earthquake appeal for New Zealand, which is, yeah, which is good. Fantastic from Sonny Bill. You mentioned the Crusaders then. Okay, I want you, just as we wrap up here then, let's look ahead to what's happening this weekend. There's only two rounds left in the Super 15. Now, you've been doing your math, so, so you've got your little calculator out there, Berkey, as well. I know Tim <laughs> has. In terms of the results this weekend, it's very close. The, the one, two, three, so crucial. That's now the couple of the two teams at the top getting beaten. The, the sixth spot is just absolutely vital, and it's very fluid. A lot could happen. Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the Reds are sitting on 58 points at the moment on top of the ladder, but uh, obviously lost lost last night against the, uh, the the Brumbies. But they have the Force away and the Chiefs away, so that that's a massive match for those guys. Uh, but I think that the, the big clashes are there's a massive match against the uh, the Bulls and the Stormers, so that's it uh, in Cape Town. Already sold out, so 50-odd thousand people there. But uh, the Crusaders will take on the Blues as well, the Crusaders... Um, obviously climbing up the ladder. The, the Blues have lost their last three games. So uh, and the Waratahs at home, Berkey to the Highlanders, how important is that match? Massive, Timmy. Uh, you know, they come home, they'll, they'll have a pretty low-key week, I imagine. Um, they'll be scanning or, or, or delving the ranks of club rugby to try and find some players at the moment. It's, it's quite incredible, the injuries they've got. But um, they're, still, they're, they're still in with a chance. Phil War, uh, I believe, is going to be back, back yeah. for next Cliffy week. Palo, yeah. perhaps. Back. Perhaps, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, if those guys can get going again... Uh, yeah, the list on the sideline yeah. that the, the Waratahs have got is quite incredible. But if they can get a couple back, um, yeah, they, they they played I thought reasonably well the other night against the uh, against the Bulls. But so important in the last game against the Brumbies, Timmy at uh, at ANZ Stadium is going to be massive. All right, I, I, both of you, uh, no fence sitting here. Do the Reds finish at the top? Do the Waratahs make the six? 
I think the Waratahs will sneak in. I think they've got a couple. The, the two home games are really important, and, and once they get a few players back, the Waratahs. I, I thought they were impressive against the Bulls, even though they went down. That bonus point they got against the Bulls for finishing within seven points is really important, and I think they'll be they'll end up sixth. Um, but then you end up sixth, you've got to play the third place team. So mm. the top two sides get a week off in the first round of the semi-finals. And then three will play six and four will play five. Now, probably the most pressing uh, point I want to uh, ask you, Tony, is mate, how did you go with a rat? Oh, it wasn't the, a the rat, mouse, it was a mouse. mouse. Sorry, sorry. The mouse. An oversized yeah, you mouse. You have rats in your house. <laughs> no, just mice, just honestly. Mice. Oh, right. yeah. okay, that, that's okay. Then. Just one very <laughs> cluey mouse. How did, how did you go with the bucket in there? The bucket and the hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the sock. Yes. Uh, across the, the ruler over the bucket of water, the ruler did oil. Ruler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would look, I, I built it. And the mouse didn't come. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just maybe it went in the mother-in-law's just bag. Just mouse droppings around the the bucket. This mouse cannot be caught, ladies and gentlemen. It is official. The mouse cannot <laughs> be caught, not by me anyway. Have a great week. Enjoy your rugby. Go those Waratahs. Uh, we'll catch up with you next Sunday on the Ruck. Bye bye. You want rugby? Listen to the Ruck. Want to witness history? Use your Mastercard at the Rugby World Cup 2011. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show.